What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. And today, my show is looking a little bit different. I'm not in my normal spot. I'm actually down in San Diego for the first episode of The Night Shift on the road. I got my good friend Hank here. What's up, guys? And I got Zach right here. What's up? And we're going to be recording a podcast down in San Diego. It's a ton of fun. I was super stoked to to do this. Hank brought this idea to me and I'm super excited. And my boy Zach here has also got a podcast, man. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube, Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast at Forward Progress Football Podcast. I'm the host, Zach Purdy, host twice a week. Yeah, he's got some great analyses of um, different teams in the league and, um, you know, he just brings some, some really insightful um, insight, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> insightful <laughs> insight. Into, yeah. into the NFL. Um, yeah, but yeah, so what should we start with today? Heck yeah, man. We got some doubles action going on. Mm-hmm. We got Hank here, and I'm getting ready to talk about it. Here we go. Um, so I think the first thing we can kind of talk about is, shoot, man. I mean, we saw the Raiders the other day uh, lose, a, lose a close one. My boy Zachary is a Raider fan. Yeah. Ah, that's tough. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, man? you know, I've always said this. The autumn wind is a fart. Um, you know, I, I, fully, I fully believe that that the Raiders, um, we were talking about it before the, the recording started, but I fully believe that the Raiders are, um, they're just a few a few players away, you know, like, um, we saw some, some real flashes, like, Jacobs looked really great, um, he was, he was killing it, it, was getting, it seemed like he was getting, like, 10 yards per rush, it was, it was insane, and um, Carr made some really good throws, too, and, and Adams, you know, like, Adams, Adams on the field, you know, he was getting <laughs> off the field. Well, I guess we'll get into that. But, uh, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the O-line. Man. Uh, dude, the O-line is good. The O-line is not good. The O-line is better than what we were the guessing. The O-line wasn't the issue. The O-line has not been the issue this year. Yeah. And I wish I wish the Raiders were leaning more into Josh Jacobs earlier in the season. Imagine how it would have been. Like, he didn't get over 20 carries until week four against the Broncos and that's when he had that ma- massive game. Had another massive game this last week. He put them right in position to win. He's look he's looking like he did his rookie year. Yeah, he looks Yeah, the the Raiders coming into the season, they were talking about how they were gonna run a committee with their running backs. And I mean that's really unnecessary to run that much of a committee if you have a running back who's that, you know, effective and productive when he's got the ball. So Josh Jacobs has looked phenomenal. He's been so far away from being the actual issue. He's been really good. Um, for them this season, so at least last game he looked amazing. So man, they almost had it, dude. You guys was up. It was what seventeen? Was it seventeen zero? Seventeen zero. And then Tra- Travis Kelsey, he was just uncoverable in the end zone. That was the problem. It, it's crazy. You look at his stats. It was like what seven receptions, twenty five yards, and four touchdowns. You know, like oh, well, that's you know, that's like nine and a half points. Like that's not. That's not and then he gets four touchdowns. It's like okay, well, yeah. Something about Raiders and not wanting to have good linebackers. Like, I know Denzel Perryman made the Pro Bowl last year, but that was off having, like, 100-plus tackles. I mean, he's a good run defender. Can't cover for shit. And Divine Diablo. Divine Diablo has not been good so far this season. Yeah, you have normally, like, three linebackers in a scheme, and if you have a 4-3 team... Typically, you want, like, two on the field. So much so much nickel. Nickel's the new base. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and so you know you're totally right. Perryman, Perryman's solid. He need, need like two more. So. Yeah, Jayon Brown was a healthy scratch this game for the Raiders too. Just mm-hmm. all around mess of a linebacker position. I think for the Raiders. <laughs> I do. I do want to know your feelings on Derek Carr. Just how do you feel about him? Just generally, I was high on him 
until the season. <laughs> this this has been his the worst start to a season for him mm-hmm. since at least since like 2017. Mm-hmm. And at least that season he had some injuries to deal with, like some excuses. But this I this game, he really came up, stepped up, played good. That strike to Devontae Adams on the run. That was you could not put that ball in a bigger place. Great ball. But He's making way too many mistakes up until, really up until the Broncos game. He wasn't extending plays, using the legs, but he's been using them the last two weeks and he's looking like a much better quarterback. And if we get this Derek Carr going forwards, if you look at their schedule, um, I don't remember it off the top of the head, but it's like six very winnable games for the Raiders. They can really go on a run here, be seven and four and in position. Yeah, if you want to pull that up. And it's time to be real, boys. <laughs> you get to be real on this podcast. I think you have to, dude. Okay, it's, a, it's a little bit late. Just realize that. That's all right. All right. Um, here, how should we do this? Should we get this in the... Yeah, and then, like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Okay. be real time, boys. Yeah, be real. And then, let's go. Um, Zach, exactly. you started it. Uh, uh, good enough. Did you take it? Nah, oh, good, yeah. enough. Oh, good enough. All right. Sorry, yeah. boys. <laughs> We be real here. But yeah, it seemed like it took Carr a minute to learn this Josh McDaniels playbook. Yeah. I was really, the first couple of weeks, I was really against McDaniels. As I said, I thought he should have been using Josh Jacobs more. And Carr looked very uncomfortable out of seeing. Um, Mac Hollins was the number one receiver for whatever reason. That, that was a strange part. There, even in this game, there was, a, I think it was like a second or third down. Mm-hmm. And Carr chucked it up into double coverage to Mac Hollins. Why? Why not? You know, yeah, chuck it to Devontae. Like, yeah, well, Waller. I mean, Waller was injured, in this game, yeah. but it's still strange. Yeah, well, there, yeah, so yeah. So we were using Jesper Horstead as our tight end. I want to say he was a former wide receiver who transferred to tight end with the Bears. I want to say might be thinking someone else. He lost by like 100 this week. Really? 100? He's only five. He's Jonathan Taylor. Brutal. Javante Williams. ACL gone. Darren Waller. How am I? have Herbert with his broken ribs. No, it's just, it's, it's the hospitals. It's, it's actually like, it's not even like I drafted poorly. That's a solid team. It was just well having the number two pick and having such a long. Turn around the snake. JT's been kind of disappointing. Uh, But if it makes you feel better, last year through five weeks, he was RB20, ended up RB1. JT's a beast. He's going to pick it up. He won't stay this way. I don't know if he'll end as RB1, but. I'd be surprised. Yeah, but I think he's going to be better. Yeah, Saquon's playing out of his mind. is coach of the year. Absolutely coach of the year right now. I'm still kind of leading Sirianni. That's fair, but, but Dable is right there. Like it's it's sure. two horse race right yeah, now. Sure, sure. Beating the Packers in London was impressive. I did not see that coming. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Jones is like you know, the truth. Yeah. Dude, Daniel Daniel yeah. Jones is. I mean, he's he's, he's okay. Like he's good. I mean, I'm not so saying he's MVP. Yeah, no, he's I know that. Sure, as heck he's, he's a good quarterback. I think. But when you have to when you have to pay him, that's where the problem becomes. Yeah, like I, you can't pay him forty million. No, but if you pay him like twenty five, thirty million. That's a lot of money, man. I don't know you can't do that with quarterbacks thing. anymore. Like, like the, the mid tier quarterback is just gone. The mid tier quarterback contract yeah. doesn't exist anymore. That's true. Daniel Jones is going to want forty million, or you let him walk. Yeah, I think you got to let him walk. 
that's at, at that price. That's I think, way too I, much money. I'm not even. I think Dable could do that with other people. Yeah, yeah. I like Julie Wright. Yeah, Darius Slayton being the number one this week. They're playing out of their minds. Um, Saquon's finally back to form. Just, Dude, you know, I love Saquon. I'm so sad I didn't draft him this year. <laughs> oh, no, no, I didn't draft him either. I've, I've drafted, drafted him these past two years, years and I didn't this year. The one year we saw should have drafted him. Yeah. I know. I tried to stay away from him in my draft because I was never the biggest fan. Injuries and he was kind of, he wasn't very productive, but shoot, man, he's looking so yeah, good. Yeah, he can't, he can't draft, draft based on injuries because, you know, like, um, you know, I, I had the number two part, uh, the number two pick, uh, in the draft, and so everybody thought, like, I was gonna have the CFC, and JT was in the one, right? But mm-hmm. the guy who had one, um, took CMC first, and I was so excited because I, I didn't want CMC because I was thinking about injuries, and lo and behold, here we are. CMC's healthy, might get traded. I, yeah, I could help him out so much more, too. Dude, what if he goes like the Niners or something? That would be crazy. Yeah, I, I, heard, I, heard, I, heard, I don't know who is that. I don't know who is that. I feel like it's not really. Yeah. No, I agree. You guys don't need a good running back, but Shanahan wants one. Like, the like, past two years, he's drafted a running back in the third round. Like, he's the best offensive play caller at getting the most out of his running backs. I don't, I don't like, like no name running backs. backs. And yet he's the one who wants to get good running backs the most. So, like, like, exactly. like Coleman and McKinnon handing out the <laughs> contracts, <laughs> drafting. <laughs> um, well, who's the Ohio State guy you guys cut? Oh, um, that was, one year. Um, oh, gosh. Sherman? Yeah, you guys cut Trey Sermon after one year and draft Davis Price, who's not even playing. Dude, so <laughs> Elijah Mitchell became your RB1. Like, I mean, Elijah Mitchell is a dog. He's a six-round pick out of Louisiana. It shows that Shanahan can work with these lower-round guys, and yet he just wants... I mean, you're absolutely right. It's funny that you talk about Shanahan as well. Switch over to the Niners now. I want to talk a little more about the Chiefs. We can move on. So, the Niners... Um, the Niners, we, yes, we are both 49ers fans, both from Pacifica, um, California, Peninsula. Um, and Zach has some very strong feelings about Shanahan. Zach, you want to share this Okay. Well, I, 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 a lot of people who listen to my pod, they know what, how I feel about Shanahan. So I'll briefly go over it. I don't, I think he's very overrated. And I think, I don't think that he's, um, he has this. Uh, everyone calls him the offensive genius and the offensive guru, but I don't really know where that started, um, and I don't really think that's true at all. When I see Shanahan, I just see inconsistency, bad play calling. You know, uh, he can't close games, uh, can't develop a quarterback, has no idea what he did with Trey Lance, and I'm just I'm no fan of Shanahan. I think he's overrated. I, I, and he does get the most out of his running backs, which is the best thing about him because he. He can put anybody back there, and they'll somehow they'll get yards, um, which which is great. I know that's true. Yeah, I mean he can put anybody back there, and he does. So I, I give him credit there for sure. But everywhere else, I think he's not a very good play caller. See, I I can respect what you're saying about his run game, and well, both of you have said about the run game because you know we could put you know Jordan Bird, San Diego Statistics back there right now, and he'd average four and a half yards per carry, right? But Jeff Wilson. Yeah, yes, I mean, I mean Jeff, Jeff Wilson Jr. Jr. I don't even know. What no, you could go back there. I could go back there. I could go back there. there. I could get you back there. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Especially if you're trying to selfie. 
especially Trent Felton. I, I've, I've said, said, I've said this now for the past few days, but um, the thing about the Niners' run scheme is that you know, our offensive line blocks so well, and our tight ends block like tackles, and our wide receivers block like tight ends. And so, you know, when you have just like such a good like blocking scheme like that, um, it's it's just very imperative. You know, you don't need to spend all that money on on your Saquon's and your Derrick Henry's and other CMC's because you can have you know no name from. Barm F school and out in the middle of Barm F Nebraska, um, hey, that guy, you know, $700,000 a year. I definitely believe run blocking is more important than run back. Absolutely. But where I differ with you, though, I do think that, do you think that Shanahan is a very good coach? I think he's, he's a great offensive play caller. However, I do, I do see what you're saying about, um, about quarterbacks like you look at his history with quarterbacks his best one was, was what 2016 matt ryan i mean i'm not trying to say that matt ryan wasn't a dog in 2016 he was mvp of course he was great but you know um in terms of development i, I do i do understand that the development the, the the development hasn't really been there i mean how many rookie quarterbacks though has he really had a chance to work with besides rg3 Okay. Yeah. He, he ran in. He ran in. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I I also put a lot of that though on Washington's medical staff. Like, True. They're terrible. What they did to Trent, like yeah, not telling him about his cancer. Yeah. It's probably tons of stuff yeah, going right. on there. Um, I think I'm gonna have to lean more with Hank on this though. <laughs> like, he did get Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl and yeah. was in position to win it, but like you know the Jimmy pick had to come up. Mm-hmm. Um, had a huge lead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Had a 28 or 25 point lead against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, <sighs> and then would have won if Matt Ryan didn't take that sack. And also, you're playing against Tom Brady. He's gonna work magic. I'm 28 gonna, points. I know. I know. You up 25. Like that should be enough. That should be enough. And you, and you he's would, a great play designer. You would. That's think, what I'll give him. He's, he's a great so play designer, but designer. I do see his. He doesn't close out games. Mm-hmm. His game. Management at oh, the end is not good. It's horrible. Yeah. Like he needs to go out and do what Nathaniel Hackett did: hire a guy to help him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, you know, I, back so for twenty eight and three, I, I do understand. Like, like yeah, if he hadn't scored one more touchdown, if he had had another score, like it would have been better. It would have been better. But at the same time, you know, I feel like I feel like the defense doesn't get Atlanta's defense doesn't get enough uh, responsibility there. Like, yeah, sure, exactly. Really big. Like Shanahan put. The Falcons in the position to win. He, he did. He did. Um, and could he have done more? Absolutely. And you saw the win forty to three. Yeah, absolutely. But like you know, at the same time, you know, giving up twenty five or what is it, twenty eight unanswered, mm-hmm. um, unanswered points. Like that's just you know that's that's on the defense. Shannon, one of Shannon's biggest issues is that he plays conservative a lot and he plays not to lose. And I understand being up by twenty five points in the Super Bowl, but you can't. You still got to be out there to put up points, especially when you're going against the GOAT. I mean, the greatest player of all time, he's out there. He's going to score no matter what. We, we've seen it happen so many times. So, you know, you can't just sit there and play not to lose and try, and then, oh, you got to punt, and then, oh, you got to punt again. And then, boom, you're giving Brady all these chances. He's going to come back. I mean, if anyone's going to come back, it's Brady. So, definitely goes on Atlanta's defense, but also Shanahan, yeah. 100%. They're both to blame. Him, totally. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. Um, you know, you just want to keep scoring points, keep scoring points, because you know if anybody's going to come back, it's Brady. And we were talking about this yesterday when we were watching. What was it yesterday? No, it was two days ago. Oh, Tuesday. We were watching Monday night. Um, 
and and how yeah that's exactly. the old faith yeah you that's the Raiders were winning he went up seventeen nothing I was like Mahomes got that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he had zero faith and, and you know I, I felt that I felt that before because you know even when when the Niners are up you know um, by multiple scores against the Rams I I still don't have a whole lot of faith in Jimmy because it's it's oh, Jimmy no like no way Jimmy I never have faith in that there's guy. something about those like coaches who can actually put away games mm-hmm. and. He's Shanahan sure. hasn't shown to be one of them. Yeah, you're I'm worried right. McDaniels isn't one of them. Like this is his second 17 plus blown lead. He had mm. the Raiders up 20 to nothing against the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough game to watch. Yeah, I was in person. I couldn't believe that. I wanted I can't to believe that. Die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shanahan's got some, some things that he needs to fix. Absolutely. Um, I'm just not sold on him, and I think too many people say he's this genius when I don't. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen him choke too many times for me yeah. to think that he's a genius. Sure. Again, the development I, of quarterbacks. It's horrible, dude. Better. I mean, I don't know how you felt, or you. I don't know if we talked about it, um, how we felt about Trey Lance getting injured. I don't know if you put that on Shanahan at all or just a little bit. But I was a big guy who was saying, hey, why are you keep running him up the middle like that? I, I mean, and it's not like I said that after he got injured. I was watching all the games, and that's all I was saying. I was like, man, this kid's going to get injured if you keep running him like that. You keep running this small kid up the middle, this young kid, over and over again. Three times in the first quarter, guys on pace to run it up the middle 12 times in the game. He keeps that up. That's like the most rushes in a season ever. I'm yeah. like, you can't yeah. do that, dude. He's not built for that yet, at least. Yeah, you, you, you need to prove that that you're able to handle something like that. Where You know, you, have, you see the similar play calls um, by Harbaugh in, in Baltimore and but that's because he has, you know, a proven elite quarterback in um, <laughs> in Lamar Jackson, and um, you know Lamar. You know everybody makes fun of Lamar for. I mean, they'll be like, "Oh, he's a running back. Oh, he's a running back first. And like, sure, what if he is a running back first? He's he's saving you a roster a roster spot. Then he's an elite running back and he's an elite quarterback, and um, he's able to handle those runs up the middle. Whereas Trey Lance, you know, like he played he played college ball for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, at North Dakota State University, and I'm not I'm not here to slander the FCS or anything like that. He did light up the FCS oh, yeah. when he was there, but it was one year, and then he took COVID off, um, and then he he didn't really play a whole lot his rookie year. Um, yeah. He played did a bit of a, against the Falcons, I believe. And, um, uh, he played the Texans game and the then Texans. the Cardinals. That was, that was it. Okay, yeah, my fault. But Texans and Cardinals, and you know he showed flashes here and there, but he wasn't. Anything special, then. which is fine. I mean, we're not expecting him to be, but not yet, it's no. just the fact that you keep running him up the middle like Shanahan was. You can't do that. I mean, that's just a recipe for injury. You know, it's going to happen sooner or later. I feel like too many teams are trying to make their quarterback Josh Allen, mm-hmm. and you see the way he runs, running over people. But he's a big guy. He's like what, like six five, six yeah, six. Yeah, he's a he's a tight end, and he's running through people. More more teams need to teach their quarterbacks to run <laughs> like Kyler Murray. Yeah. The way he runs, he never gets hit. He, he runs out of bounds. He slides. Former baseball player. He knows how to get that slide. And he almost like him and Lamar Jackson are the mm-hmm. best running quarterbacks because they avoid taking hits. Mm-hmm. And we talk about all this. We have all this talks about running backs tread on their tires, how they take all these hits. And we ignore it for quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, the amount of times he's running the balls and getting hits. Like, yes, he's playing amazing right now. But how sustainable is that going to be? Like he's not the biggest guy. Like Josh Allen, I'm a bit more confident he can last. But also Cam Newton, like he lasted for a good two, three years at his peak, and then it went away because he just broke. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. absolutely. 
I think uh, you bring up Jalen Hurts. That's a great segue into I think our next our next topic. Yeah, let's talk about it. MVP favorites. So I think I think you're absolutely right. I think that that Jalen Hurts, um, you know, he's playing out of his mind, and he's um, you know only undefeated team in the league right now. I, I feel like saying that that Jalen Hurts is an MVP favorite, whether he's one, two, or three for you right now, like. Um, I think I think he deserves to be up there, but I think the point about sustainability is is valid. Um, but at the same time, MVP is a single season. Yeah, exactly. Award, totally. So, so I, I think he's firmly, firmly. For me, I put him number two okay. behind Josh Allen. Sure. Like he had the little hiccup, or like that the Dolphin, or they had a hiccup against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. dropping that one game. But the way they're just absolutely blowing. Solid teams out week after week, and then that seventeen-point comeback against the Ravens, led by him, he's making throws, doing runs that no other quarterback can do. Like they just don't have the arm strength or the physical strength, the speed, the way a man that big shouldn't be able to accelerate that fast. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy what he's doing right now, and sure. I think he's definitely the he'd, he'd get my vote if I had one. Sure, I do agree. Actually, Josh Allen is my MVP pick. Um, pretty much for all the reasons you said. Although I do have Jalen Hurts at two as well, um, because we have to take into we have to take five and zero oh into account as well. I mean, winning NFL exactly. games is not easy, and he's won every single one he's played so far. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, you know, like we're going to take records in, into consideration. Like, why weren't we considering Jimmy G as an, as well, an NFL MVP? And well, Jalen Hurts looks good. Right? Jalen Hurts is looking good. I mean, Jimmy's not looking I mean, good. Well, Jim, no, I think Jimmy you can attribute more of the success to Jalen Hurts no, than you can to Jimmy. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you swap those two, Eagles wouldn't be 5-0, and and the Niners would still be 5-0 and at that point in time. And we don't get better. We'd have won the Super Bowl if we had Jalen Hurts in 2019. Oh, yeah. A lot of quarterbacks. I also have two other names. Well, three others. Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Always a But two names that if you told me I would even consider this at the beginning of the year, I would have laughed in your face. Those names are Geno Smith and Saquon Barkley. Money. Like, yeah. those two, those throws by Gino to Tyler Lockett, I could not believe them. Like, I know. Oh, my God. Gino is balling right now, yeah. dude. He's playing really well. He's looking better than Russ. At this Absolutely. point, it's looking like the Bronc- or the Seahawks won that trade yeah, so Seahawks. far. I mean, I mean I, did you trade Russ for Gino straight up? Like, if you were the Seahawks and Broncos called you. Like, hey, Russ for Gino. With the, you got to take the contracts in mind, too. Like, we want him back? Yeah, you have to take on Russ's full contract. Like, the Seahawks have to take on that full, what, $240 million oh, no, contract. Yeah, absolutely. Russ looks really bad right now. No, right? no. you wouldn't. That's, I'm, I'm shocked. Isn't that, yeah, you're right. That is crazy to think about. I haven't thought about that yet. But Gino's outplaying Russ, and it's not even close right well, now. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at some of the stats right now. And um, so, for Gino, yeah, he's ranked 12th right now in the league um, in terms of yards. Um, but he's ranked number one uh, amongst uh, starting quarterbacks for completion percentage. He's at seventy five point two percent completions. So I don't know how That's insane. I don't know how y'all feel about PFF grades, mm-hmm. but they have been proven. Like the quarterback grade has been proven over time to be the most predictive of future success. Geno Smith is number one right now. Wow. I think Josh Allen is number two, but Geno Smith is the number one rated quarterback. Like, that's crazy. Let Gino cook. It's, they really yes. opened up. They really opened up the offense after that Falcons game. Yep. Like week one and two, they were being very conservative with Gino. Gino wasn't really taking those shots. Week three, he started to take them. He had a lot of big throws. 
but he also made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think they went to that game and were like, hey, look at what mistakes you did. We really like what you did here. Look at those mistakes you made and don't do them again. And he hasn't. Like, that's really impressive by him. And it's now, what, how old is he? He's like 30. He's, I want to say 32. 32? Yeah. yeah. So he was he drafted in 2013. He's waited a long time for his Yeah, mom. seven years as a backup. Crazy. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm really happy for him. Like, obviously, he didn't play too well against the Niners, but the Niners also have the number one defense in the league. Um, yeah. So, like, and that was before the Falcons game. I think that Falcons game was a switch for him. But then, you know, let's, let's go back to week one when they, when they beat the Broncos. Yeah. And the game, I'll remember that post game interview when he's like, Everybody wrote me off. But I write right back. It's like, like that is the hardest thing so ever. And like, like hear that like a Drake song or something. To have Gino in your top five of um, your MVP is like, <laughs> like literally. It sounds years. crazy, yeah, but sounds it's, true. it's true. I, I, like it's they scared. need to, they I need to win more it. games. I can't get it. They do need to win. Like what are they three and two right now? Or they two and three? Two and three. Yeah, the Niners are the winning record in the division. It's fair to say that Gino's top five. 100%. Absolutely. They really are. I mean, if you can think he's not, but you can't think he's much further back if you don't think he's in the top five. So yeah. it's funny because before the season, everyone was like, oh, Gene Smith or Drew Locke, who's going to start? Yeah. You know, I'm not Drew Locke. Is. And you, see, now, you see what B. Carroll said? Oh, what he said. He said, um, Drew Locke is nipping at the heels of Gene Smith to start. Really? Saw someone quote tweeted and was like, yeah, they just, means they're just trying to get picks. He yeah. said it's a pick for Drew Locke. Drew Locke is bad, dude. He's yeah. not good, so. Oh, no. Uh, maybe a fourth round. <laughs> ah, shoot. Yeah. I don't even know. Maybe, maybe a sixth round pick swap. Shoot, I don't even know. Sixth round pick swap. Yeah, I know, right? At this point, God damn. Drew Locke is not worth much. Shoot. Yeah. I don't even know if Jimmy's worth that. Yeah, yeah you, need a, you need a quarterback to go down with injury to justify trading for Drew Locke. You need your backup to also. I don't know. Skyler Thompson actually played pretty good. And all right. Mike McDaniel knows how to. Mike McDaniel knows how to develop quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, does he? Does he? Because you know. I mean, two has looked well, but it, it is three games. Also, it is injuries. Maybe he's the reason the Niners had so much offensive success. Maybe it's that it's not because of Shanahan. Maybe it was Mike McDaniel. I yeah, decide. Like, we're, we're doing pretty well this year. Not offensively. Offensively, I mean, we're we're like mid. I mean, you guys are running a game. This last week was amazing, but that was the Panthers. So. That's you know, Jeff Wilson played well, but I mean, it's Devin our Coleman defense. Or, um, both played well. Je- Jeff Wilson had a good game. Yeah, yeah, they both had a good game. Devin Coleman owns the I'm glad we got it back. Yeah, random. I, I didn't. I didn't even know you guys had it back, and I was like, Devin Coleman. Back I, on the I thought he was a Jet. I know. Yeah, yeah it's random, but. Yeah, it's good for him. He's good. Yeah, I'll take it. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. Back to MVPs. So we talked yes. talk about Jalen Hurts. We talked about Gino. We talked about Josh Allen. Yeah. Lamar? Yeah, yeah Lamar definitely deserves yeah, to be in that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll put him, like, right outside the top five for me. So, so, so Zach, Zach, well, we're on the top of Lamar. What? Um, you know, so I, I've been, I've been friends with Zach since, um, you know, we were real little guys. And, um, you know, I, I've been around for the, for, uh, the night shift since generally the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Zach and I have had about heads on this plenty of times. I have been of the mindset that, that Lamar Jackson is an elite quarterback, always has been, always will be, you know. Presuming he stays up his performance levels. Zach, what are your thoughts on this? I am, I am a man that can admit when he is wrong. Right. 
And I will admit that I am I was wrong because I, I and and I'm not gonna take back what I said. Sure. That Lamar Jackson was a top was not a top ten quarterback coming into this season. I did not think so. And he proved me wrong. And that's fair. And I and, and, and from what I saw before um this season, I I would make that pick ten times out of ten. I did not believe Lamar Jackson was top ten. I thought Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Brady, uh, Stafford, Burrow, um, like Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, if we're counting him. I mean, there was 10 quarterbacks. I'm blanking right now, but I thought they were all more talented. Derek Carr, I thought, was a more talented quarterback than Lamar Jackson. And he was – he's a – Derek Carr, before, before this season, Derek Carr, I believed, was better at – Everything than Lamar Jackson, except Everything. except running the football. No, that's all. That's, that's it. it. I, I can say he was better passer. I think he was a better passer. Oh, he was. I mean, this season he's looked really but, bad, and which is kind of throwing us all off because I don't think any of us expected him to look this bad. But if I'm talking before this season, I think Derek Carr is a better passer, more accurate, better on clutches court, top three clutches quarterback in the league. I'll always stand by that. I think if I want a game-winning drive, Derek Carr is one of the guys I'm going to call because I think he can lead us to a game-winning drive. Last week, yeah, as long as the receivers don't run into each other. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't run it. DeMonte had a step. DeMonte had a step. He had it, dude. He had it. It was It was a bit more on DeMonte. DeMonte got pressed. Yeah, pressed super hard. And it kind of messed up the time. You have to let the go round go before you make that. I don't know. It's a timing. He should've, he should've it was a timing thing. When you, you run, run to a spot, and that's, that's when, when you make your cut, because it was like a I know, seven, eight round right, right there. Cut, you know, like you're, and you're cutting into the into route, which you want to look. You, you also got to remember, players, people don't really think about this. You don't see much when you those helmets. Oh, yeah. Like, your vision is dark. So, Renfro's running full speed and can't really see his peripherals. So, he doesn't even know Devontae Adams is there until he runs into him. Like, I don't, I don't put that on Renfro. And I don't really put it on Adams. I I put it on just bad luck. Yeah. Terrible luck. I put it on That's going to happen to one team. Yeah, that, that's what happens when you don't run with Josh Jacobs two plays in a row. Fourth and one. Third and one, fourth and one. Dude, how did Devontae Adams not catch that third down? That's the other the one. That he got the one where he it. Oh, that, yeah, I know. He should have had it. Yeah. Back-to-back plays that if Devontae came down with. Like, obviously, the... Running into each other, Devontae didn't even have a shot. But mm-hmm. back to back plays was like, man, it was right there. Yeah, Your Raiders are four plays away from five and zero. That's that's they and that's so t- their losses. Their four losses have been by a total of fourteen points. That's always how they are. I feel like the Raiders. Are, <laughs> they, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a Raider game not come down to the final possession. I feel like they always come down to the final possession. Yeah, like I would. I would rather have been blown out by the Chiefs because then I wouldn't have had hope. Yeah, exactly. Like I said that I was expecting to lose, but there's still a part of me like, oh, the Raiders might pull this out. Yeah, but that's what makes it more heartbreaking. Exactly. I'd rather get blown out. I'd rather it be like 2014 versus the Rams. It was like 58 to nothing. We can't, we can't, we can't talk about the Raiders and the Chiefs without talking about the going for it, uh, going for the two points. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. I personally, you know, I, I've, I've never played football. I've never coached football. However, when, when it's the fourth quarter and it's you got four and a half minutes to go. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. I feel like going for for you know going for two in that in that moment is not necessary because you you're giving Patty like a lot of time. You know that's that is multiple possessions. There. I think they got lucky. 
that they didn't get it, honestly. Maybe. Because if they get it, this becomes a a four-down drive for Patrick Mahomes. And you're telling me that with the extra drive or the extra down, Patrick Mahomes would have just been able to drive down the field. Especially, Mm -hmm. like, you've seen last year against the Chargers, Week 18, Justin Herbert, every fourth down was converting. This year against the Cardinals, same thing. Kyler Murray was converting every fourth down against the Raiders' defense. I don't know what it is about them, but they can't stop someone on fourth down, Mm -hmm. especially not Patrick Mahomes. They would have been able to get in a field goal range, drain the clock, and kick the field goal. That's what would have happened. It would have been a 32-31 to game. You might be right. There was just way too much time to go for it. If there's like a minute left, I get it. Sure. Like, yeah, maybe the Raiders make a stop. But with four and a half minutes left, the Chiefs could have easily driven down there, wasted the clock. I think the fact that they missed it gave them the chance to win it at the end. You might be right. You know? like, I don't think that was a strategy, obviously, but mm-hmm. I, I, I disagree with the going for it there. Yeah, me too. When that was going on, I was saying, why would you go for it? I just thought they should have kicked that extra point, tied the game up. But yeah, make it a brand new ball game. Yeah, four and a half minutes to go. And their defense ended up getting the stop on the first. I mean, yeah, I was first time in like yeah. six drives. I know, right? So, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that play call. Yeah, no. I was not feeling that one at all. But no, boy, no. man, I think I don't know the Raiders. I I had so high expectations. Like I said, I thought they were going to win the AFC West. I thought we were going to see a very very monster season from Derek Carr this season. Um, I have been wrong so far, but it's not over, and we'll see how they do. I'm hoping after this bye week, get get more used to the playbook too. Carr is looking more and more comfortable each week. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams came out and said, Josh McDaniel's playbook is like learning to read Mandarin. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a good sign. I like coaches who simplify things for their players. Like obviously yeah. as, as the players learn more, you can make it more complex sure. on like your star players. But if your players are, like, confused, they don't know what they're doing, you aren't going to be able to win. Yeah, That's why it took this offense a while to get going. And now they're now they're learning the playbook, and it is looking a lot better. This offense is not the reason why they lost this game. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels is not the reason why they lost. But, like, it shouldn't have taken them that long to get going. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I do, and I think that's a big reason about Shanahan, too. I think his offense is too complex. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need, especially if a rookie quarterback's coming in there to learn this crazy, complicated offense, it's not easy for him. Like, look at what the Patriots are doing, too. Their offense is way too complicated with Mac Jones in it because they thought he could handle it. Yeah. When Mac Jones goes down, they throw in Bailey Zappi. This offense is working a lot better. Dude, Bailey Zappi is the next Tom Brady. Yeah. You also look at the and Saints. I, the Saints are making things a lot simpler for um, Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. It's working better. Yep. Why? Like, I don't get why teams do this. Like, yeah. Just they because a quarterback is better doesn't mean you have to put more on his plate because then now you're just making them worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's a good point. So, no, I'm with you on that one. Um, there's a couple other things that we do want to talk about, though. And do we – I mean, we didn't fully talk about Devontae Adams running into – or not running into, but yeah, running. Um, shoving over the cameraman – and yeah. what he got charged with something. Uh, it was misdemeanor assault. Yeah, that's right. That that's too uh, much. Montgomery County, down uh, Missouri. So I mean, I'm not, Kansas City. I don't know if you guys heard the full story. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. No, it's here. So Chiefs fans were throwing beer cans at the Raiders players mm-hmm. using hard R N words, oh, like shit. just completely like harassing the players. So Devontae Adams, after the game, like right right after the game, after that whole like running into Renfro, he's very upset. He's looking down, at, still wearing the helmet. As I said, he can't see. Mm-hmm. The cameraman, did you see the second angle? Mm-hmm. 
So there's a second angle where you're watching from behind Adams. That one? Yeah, look at look at this. So yeah, Adams 100% should not have pushed him. He was in the wrong for pushing him, right? But he didn't see him coming. He's walking. And then all of a sudden, some random person walks right in front of him where only players are supposed to be there and like select personnel. The cameraman, you can see glance over at Adams first. Like if you pause it right before they run into each other, you can see him like glancing over at Adams before he takes his next step. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it's just being blown up into way too much more than it is. Like this is just a guy who was upset. Someone walked in front of him and he pushed him. Mm-hmm. And before he really had the chance to like apologize or anything, someone's like pushing and getting him out of the way to kind of like to make like, hey, get out of here before you make things worse. That's like you can't see if Adams was looking down at him, went to apologize. You can't see his face sure. or anything. You just see him from behind. Sure. I mean, no. Like, I don't, I, I wouldn't be upset if he got fined or anything. I, I would understand that. Hey, if he got any injuries, like I, the guy, I think for the most part is okay. Yeah, he's like probably he's probably fine. Maybe a few scratches. Give him some, like, give him a couple thousand dollars. He's securing his bag. Yeah. But people talking about suspension for that. He was, no. You can't, no. no. Like, I I think Devontae Adams is in the wrong. I don't think he should have pushed him. But I think people are blowing this up way too much. And to suspend a man for that? Like, really? He doesn't need to be suspended. I I fully agree with you on that. But, yeah, I mean. You should have pushed someone. Physical violence is not okay. Looking at the the second. um, And knowing about, like, how the fans were harassing him. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it is Arrowhead. You know, if you go to Arrowhead and expect to be treated with kindness, you kind of idiot. Yeah, but you shouldn't be. You shouldn't have cans full of beer. Well, absolutely not. But also, I'm so he was I don't know. Edge. I don't know if if a Raider uh, member of the Las Vegas Raiders should be complaining about fan behavior because <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe. But maybe, I'm just saying, if you, you, say, if you go in his head. head no, I get it. I get it. Like he's, he's just lost. He's very game. upset, he's and upset. people have been harassing him all night. I fully understand that. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's okay. Um, I don't think he'll be arrested for this. I mean, if he gets charged, arrested, he does not. He will not get arrested for this. Like just pay the fine. We'll settle out of court, right? He's gonna give him enough money for it to move on, right? Like ten thousand dollars, probably be enough. Um, if he does get fined by the league, so be it. I understand that. Um, yeah. Because you know, there. I mean, yes. You can understand his reaction to it, but what Devontae did was not okay. It's yeah. Just, you know, I think it's really just something like, okay, yeah, Devontae Adams messed up, but it's not a big deal. No, it's, it's I don't think it's really a story. What are your thoughts on this? Pretty much everything you guys said. I'm, I don't I don't really I don't think Devontae Adams is a bad guy for this. I think he's in the wrong. I don't think I, I shoving the guy was I mean a little much. It definitely didn't need to happen. Um, but it's not the end of the world. It's not like he picked him up and body slammed him under the ground. So it's not like Bobby Wagner. It's not like Bobby Wagner. Yeah, well, that's my thing about Bobby Wagner, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that Bobby Wagner should not be charged with anything. Yeah, that was that was, that was self defense. Someone was, runs on this smoke. He, gets, he has no idea what's going on. This could be a dangerous thing. Absolutely. He's protecting people. Absolutely, and, and he gets hit. I mean, you know, um, can I swear on this? Podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the the trespasser he fucked around and he found out. Yeah. So I feel like like Bobby Wagner, who was number fifty on the Rams. I don't know, but I know yeah. another guy. Yeah, yeah. Like the two, like everyone says Bobby Wagner because that's one we recognize. But yeah. I mean, he's hit by two guys. Two right? guys. Yeah. Um. You know, he he fucked around. He found out, and yeah. and I applaud Bobby Wagner for doing that because you, you don't know what. Yeah. You don't. I think that's definitely self-defense. <laughs> I agree.
I think, I mean, I've never been the biggest, like, I've never hated when people run into the field. I've always thought it was funny. However, you know, I mean, you never know. So if they do get smacked by Bobby Wagner or any other linebacker or anybody, yeah, I love seeing those coming. guys get laid out. Like, that's what they deserve. It's funny. Like, I think it's funny when they chart the field. I like seeing that. I hate how the CBS and NBC they stuff they cut away. Oh, I love on Manicast did it right. Manicast showed it. Did they? Yeah. Good. yeah. I gotta start but watching Manicast. I know. I kind of want to do it after that. Too, because ESPN <laughs> cut away. And I'm like, man, I want to see what's going on. You know, but that's, yeah. they just don't want to give them that attention. You see the... The security guard get hurt in the background. Yeah, dude. No, yeah. yeah like, There's a security guard in the background. He's like, ACL or something. Yeah, really? he's like chasing the guy and just like falls over. Yeah, he's just like, you really see his like knee like oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. I'll show you. So I feel like, I feel like the man deserved to get laid out by ball. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I mean, I, I respect him for having the balls to run out there. Chase the field, back. You do, you do get. You know, you you you're gonna get hit by Bobby yeah. Wagner. Yeah. That's if you yeah. I mean, yeah. well, um, you know, we're all Giants fans here, thank God. You know, yeah. um, and so we all remember in, in 2016 when um, when Legon slammed the, the fan that ran into, into center field. You know, it, it's a similar situation, right? I mean, what happens? Probably hurts a lot more being hit by by an NFL linebacker, in but Anhel he's nothing. Not the Scafe, he's still a professional athlete. Oh yeah, um, he's still really strong. And you're still getting bodies, right? So, um, so much stuff happened with that. I don't know if Pagan um, was was charged with it. I don't think he was. No, I, don't I doubt think, it. I think if anything, it will be like the same, like out of court settlement, like same with Devontae. Maybe, but even then, dude. Even then, I think Wagner, I would still. Win. I, I think, think Wagner's got a better chance of. Getting away with nothing because uh, yeah, it's like you could easily make that self defense. Yeah, hundred percent. Adams, he pushed him. Adams, yeah. Adams, Adams, Adams was, was just upset. upset. I don't think it. Yeah, like I don't think it was right. He, he just, just saw someone run in front of him and just absolutely. Yeah. What I don't think is being blown out of proportion though. This isn't football. Oh, here we go. I think, uh, this is Draymond. I, I, I think that I think that Draymond. Um, we've, all, we've all seen the video by now. Um, Isn't he um, back tomorrow? Yeah, he is back tomorrow. We've all seen the video of Draymond and Jordan Poole getting into it. Well, I guess, I mean, yeah. So, I guess <laughs> it is sort of them getting into it because Poole pushes him. But, like, I mean, just responding is such like, a hard right hook to the face. It's just Brutal, man. to your own teammate. I mean, what is this, Malice of the Palace? Like, I know. Like, this is, oh, my God. Yeah. You don't do that, dude. Not to your own teammate, not to the guy who's looking up to you. You're the leader of this team. You can't, I mean, punching him, clocking him right in the face is, is not the answer at all. And, you know, and Draymond, I love him, but it's just, he makes, sometimes he makes it hard to love him. <laughs> it's just, you know, I don't know. I, you know, we got a lot of money situations right now, the Warriors do, and we got to pay Poole, we might have to pay Wiggins, Draymond, all these guys. So well, Draymond's got to be the odd man out there, especially after this. I think so. Yeah, yeah, this is what kind of – honestly, it might have been good for the Warriors to kind of – they're like, okay, you know, now we can excuse. officially not – yeah, exactly. There's yeah. an excuse to not pay him. But, I mean, I'm hoping Draymond sticks around. But, you know, if he wants his big-time max he's talking about, he probably won't get it. But, yeah, I mean, he's out of line for what he did to Jordan yeah. Poole. Absolutely not. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that at all. Uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, people saying, like – that pool should have expected something back after the push. Like, yeah, I feel like a shove. That yeah. shove is fine, but dude, it's like if you shove someone, you don't expect to get yeah walked in the face. Like in his face. Yeah, yeah dude, if you invade someone's face, exactly. you like, it like that. Get off me, bro. Get out of my space, dude. That's yeah. all Jordan Poole was saying. Jordan Poole said, "Get out of my space. You're all up in my face for no reason, bro. Like, get out of here." Draymond can't control himself. He doesn't know how to control himself. So, 
you know, that's, that's something he's got to learn. He might need some help. I don't know what he needs, but it looks like he's coming back tomorrow, playing in the final preseason game, and will play opening night on Tuesday, um, which I expected. I didn't expect him to miss opening night, miss the ring ceremony, but which is fine. Um, but I'm hoping the fans, I don't know how they're going to, what they're going to do. I'm hoping they don't boo him. I don't want to see any boos to Draymond, but I think it's got to be a little awkward for him and pull the run out there at the same time. I feel like it's going to be a little strange, but we don't know. They're probably talking about it behind closed doors. I'm going out there with hands, holding hands. Yeah, I just think that would be super, I wouldn't expect that. They need to make up for it or something. Like, Bull needs to, like, give him just, like, an absolute dime of a lob and slam it down you know, Chase Center catches on fire. Ah, that would it's be like, sick. It's amazing. Everyone has a good time. Orpool just got to do what he did um, at layup against the Lakers. Saucy. Just got to do that. So saucy. Oh, man. Did you, did you see the sky angle of it? Uh-huh. Uh, I think Warriors Twitter posted it. They posted a video with the cameras from the sky. So oh sick. my god, it was so amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. You guys, uh, you guys think uh, the Warriors have a chance of repeating? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like, why wouldn't they? Now they're especially getting Wiseman back. They pretty much have everyone back from last year, and now they're adding James Wiseman, who's looked good so far. He's looked if he's healthy. He's gonna be a good center, and then Looney as your backup center. We got a good. We got a good big man. I think with the Warriors, I know, it's, it, that's always been our weakness. Shoot, yeah, even last year, I mean, Big Man's always been our weakness, always. And now, I think the Warriors, I think the Warriors, look at every team in the NBA, you look at every team in the NBA, I think the Warriors have the best roster up and down. I really don't think it's, I think they do. I mean, they, they're so deep. I mean, we got rid of the guys who last year were kind of, you know, the end of the rotation guys who really weren't helpful. I wasn't a big fan of Damian Lee. I didn't think Juan Toscano was that good. Bielitsa had his moments, but he wasn't great. And we were placing with guys like Jermichael Green, Dante DiVincenzo. And plus, we're getting Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman are all going to be getting significantly more minutes. Plus, the rookies we drafted. I don't see any holes in our lineup like we had last year towards the end. So, shoot, man. I think the Warriors should be the favorites. I think they have the best team in the league right now. Plus, getting Clay back, like, for a whole offseason, like, not hopping into the middle of the year, another, like, more time to let his ACL, Achilles, all that heal up, I think that can make him, like, I don't think he's ever going to return to full Clay, but, like, maybe, like, all-star backup level, like, I definitely could see him, like, doing that, or, like, third-team NBA, like, I definitely think he could achieve that this season. Totally. And he's still got it. He's, he can still shoot. He's going to be a sniper, bro. He's going to yeah. look better than he did last season. Like you said, coming, up, coming into the middle season. of the season, after, straight after two injuries, you know, two and a half years later, right in the middle of a, the best team in the league at that moment. A lot of pressure. He's got an offseason now. He's got his ring. He's more relaxed. He's going to come off fire. He plays going to be sick for sure. And it's, it's very surprising, but, you know, we probably mostly expected Clay's defense to take the hit and I in last year Clay's defense looked amazing. I mean in the finals Clay was playing very good defenses. His offense was shaky at times, which is understandable. His his shot sometimes wasn't falling. Sometimes he had amazing games. But you know, his offense did look a little shaky, which I expect that to be a lot better this season. But Clay's defense was amazing last season and I expect that to carry over. I mean I expected his defense to kind of take a big hit after the you know the lateral quickness won't be the same but Clay's gonna Clay's defense is great. I think Clay's going to be fine. So I'm excited to watch. Who, who do we think are some potential contenders, especially in the West? Because, I mean, you can, you can look to the Mavs, right, who are, who are in the Western Conference Finals. Um, you know, they, they lost Jalen Brunson. Um, and, and I feel like other teams in the West have a lot stronger. I mean, you could also look at the, at the Suns, but then again, the Suns lost to 
an Australian basketball team, right? They lost to the <laughs> Adelaide 36ers. Granted, it is it is a preseason game, so how much can you really like attest to that? But that is also the first time, I believe, that the 36ers have ever beat an NBA team. Maybe the first time an NBL team has ever beat an NBA team. And you're right. Um, which is just incredible. All those guys on the 36ers should be getting calls from, <laughs> Big, from yeah. NBA teams. Honestly, be, dude. Like, like a in the rotation. Right? Be in the rotation, something like that. But, you know, the, those guys are ballers. And, you know, I, you guys all know how I feel about the Phoenix Suns, um, especially about their backup center. <laughs> oh, back it's the greatest base. Basketball player in the, in the league. And baseball. Um, and baseball. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but, you know, like, I – but I, I don't know how I feel about their chances because, you know, last year they were just coming off their, their first finals run in years. And, um, you know, I just feel like – I just feel like they're, they're a little bit lost right now. That's um, fair. I think – I mean, DeAndre Ayton doesn't look like he wants to play there. I think Chris Ball's on the downward playing, slope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Phoenix is still going to be competitive, but Booker's still Booker. Right? Oh, for still sure. They have a good team, but I don't see them. You know, I don't think that's going to be a team representing the West. Yeah. Although I do think I do think that the NBA right now is the best it's ever been. I think it's wide open, especially in the East. I mean, there are teams sure. up and down the NBA standings right now, and there. Are, I mean, so shoot, there's like but, ten teams yeah. in the East that could make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, NBA is open, you know, but I. A lot of ways it could go. It's gonna be a fun season for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Lakers make the playoffs. You know, I, I think they will. I don't. I don't think they're gonna make the finals or anything oh, like that. Football. I I hate <laughs> I, LeBron. I said playoffs. No, I know. I was just there are people out there. Oh, LeBron and all. I don't. I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't see LeBron missing the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah. Um. As much as I don't can't stand him, and I would love to see them miss the playoffs. I would pay to see them miss the playoffs, but they're not. They won't, dude. No way. I don't buy it. I guess my my real thing here is, um, you know, with the NBA, like, like obviously you have your contenders, and you're always going to have your contenders, but then you also have your tankers. And, and I feel like this draft, this upcoming draft, is one of the biggest ones we've seen in years. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we all remember the hype that surrounded um, Zion Williamson and his draft. And you, know, you can even make the argument that, that he wasn't the best one to come out of that draft. Yeah, he, I think he will be, but he may, he may moment, will be. But as of this moment, John Moran was was the steal of the draft. He went second, right? Yeah, um, I see what you're saying. But you know, we now have this this French guy. Um, I know, dude. Victor Webinyama, who's seven three. You Gosh. know, so he's he's built. He's taller. He's taller than Giannis. He shoots like staff. Like I mean, jump out of the gym. It's just like we've never seen anybody like this. Um, and so you, you really think like like if you're if you're a mid tier team, right? Um, if you're if you're a team that's like like on the bubble of, of playing playoffs, right? Like let's the let's, Sacramento Kings. Well, not the Sacramento. The Sacramento Kings are not on the bubble. The Sacramento Kings will be tanking. The I, I, I think just, they're on the bubble skill wise. I mean, with the, maybe, with the team on their roster, I think they can make the playoffs. Okay, they have, they have Fox and Sabonis, but yeah, I, they could Davion, Keegan Murray. I think they're solid, but I don't think that they're good enough to to make any noise. I was thinking like like the Hornets. Right? Oh, that's a good team. Too. The Hornets. The Hornets. I've watched way too many Hornets games, <laughs> um, unfortunately, and you know, apart from Lamelo. Um, they they really just they don't have that guy. 
right? Lamelo, I fully believe Lamelo is the truth. I, uh, he honestly only needs a couple more All Star selections before he is quite literally the greatest Hornet of all time, because the consensus greatest Hornet of all time is Kemba Walker. Dude, this Kemba's gonna be tough to pass. Kemba yeah, was really. Dominant. It's actually not that tough to pass. Kemba was never Rookie of the Year, which Lamelo has, and Kemba got like three All Star selections. Lamelo already has one. So, I mean, literally, he gets three more All-Star selections, and then, and then if the Hornets win a couple of games in one playoff series, Lamelo is there. Maybe. I fully believe it. Kemba's always my favorite player, so I... I Kemba, Kemba, Kemba's very, very well likable. But, <laughs> but, I mean, like, so for, for teams like the Hornets, like, are they... Would they... I mean, would they succeed the best if they were to just, you know, tank for Wemby? Like... Not a bad call, dude. Same thing with, with he, the Kings. Same thing with... He, he is franchise-altering, bro. I mean, with whoever gets him, whoever ends up with him with the number one pick, their franchise will never be the same for no. good, for positive. Where's your thoughts? Party? Um, honestly, not the biggest basketball guy. That's why I'm glad you guys take control of most of it. I like basketball. I just... Yeah. I, don't, I don't analyze it, you know? I like sitting there watching it, but... Sure. Um, what I've seen of Wendy is unreal. Like, how how are you supposed to guard him? He can dribble like a point guard, and yet he's seven three and can actually jump. His release point is like ten feet in the air. It's equal to the basket. He's never going to be blocked. Yeah, you you just physically cannot contest his jump shot. See, it's funny. So while we're talking about Wendy, like let's talk about let's talk about the the team that I believe has the best chance of getting Victor Wembanyama. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder. There. Here's here's my reason why. I I don't think that the Thunder will be the worst team in the league. I don't I don't think that. I think that they they very well could be, but I don't think that they will. I think that'll be the magic. But but if they don't end up with the number one pick, with all the picks that Sam Presti has from here until you know twenty forty, if they packaged all of those picks. <laughs> If they package that and then added like Shea Gilders Alexander, could any team say no? I think so. I do. I just number one, I don't see them packaging forty or not, not forty picks. I'm sorry, but like it's like thirty six. Like, well, I don't see them packaging like ten picks. I think that's crazy. I really, I don't see a team saying yes to that just because of how generational Wembenyama is. Um, you know, we kind of know. I think we can all kind of sit here and say. Wembenyama is going to be good. I mean, I just think, I mean, I don't really think there's any bust potential, in the, you know, injuries, you never know, but I don't think he's going to come out and be bad. I don't think you could even say that. Um, you know, those don't come around every day. You never, every year, you never see, it's very rare to see a player like this. I mean, people are saying he's the best guy coming out, you know, into the draft better than LeBron was like more hype than LeBron was all this stuff. So when you know this, and you have that number one pick, and you know this guy's going to be good and, and change your franchise, shoot, I don't think you could trade it. I don't think you could trade it away, dude. Because if if you may never end up with a guy like that ever yeah, again, but, but like like everybody says, like you know, you could never do that. You could never do that. But there is a price for everything, and the Thunder really do have those picks. I don't know exactly the numbers. They have a lot. They, they have so many picks, and they have so many really good guys. That if they were, I mean, I don't think that they would give up Shea and, and Giddy because I think they want there for for Webinyama's, um development. Right, those two guys are mm-hmm. good. And um, Chet, you know, Chet. Yeah, they got Chet. But I, I, 
I fully believe that. Like they have living space. And like if they, you know, say the magic end up with with Wemby and you know, they just keep on coming at them. Yeah, they start with ten picks and they move to twelve and they go to four. <laughs> like like you just have all of these all these how could you say? Uh, that's tough, I dude. Know. I don't know. I don't I just don't see them even offering that. I just think that's like such a massive offer. I don't know if we'd even see it. If that presented itself to whoever has the number one pick, I'd like to see what they would do, but I don't see them. I just, it's, I think this, this year's going to be so interesting because you're going to have those title contenders in the league, right? Uh-huh. You're going to have your Suns, your your Warriors, Clippers, sure, oh, yeah. um, Bucks, Celtics, all of them, right? But then you're going to have your, your tankers. I don't think you're going to find a whole lot of mid-tier guys. You're going to have your, yeah. your, your Magic, your Thunder, your... Mm-hmm. Houston, um, yeah, your Rockets, right? So, but I don't, I don't know if you're gonna find a whole lot of of, of it here. I just feel like you're yeah. gonna tank it. Yeah, that's out. that's fair too. I mean, it's, but yeah, just for one minute, we might see a lot of teams tanking, which I guess is why the NBA included the play in now. They really want to, to try to avoid taking, but it's not gonna work this year. Everybody wants them. Yeah, Imagine the Warriors somehow get him. That would be crazy. As I said, don't follow the NBA as much. Sure. I know the Jazz just traded away two of the big stars. <laughs> yeah. What are their odds of getting one? What do you guys Pretty high because they're probably one of the worst teams in the league now. Yeah, they are pretty yeah. high. But they, they have, have a lot of picks too. They got Sexton. They got Sexton. He's probably going to be good. But yeah. The Jazz will likely be a bottom. Three team in the league, Probably. three to five team in the league. They suck, you know. Getting rid of Rudy and Donovan Mitchell, and, yeah. You know, they're not going to be very good, so they yeah, could get them. Cavs will be good. Cavs um, are going to be good. Timberwolves are going to be good. I'm interested to see what the Timberwolves are going to be like because they got to go there now. Yeah, two great centers. Yeah, yeah, Once. yeah. Twin well, towers, bro. I mean, okay, well, sorry. I'm just saying, I'm going to say like, I didn't know you were going to get out. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, obviously, Next. I'm not going to say that Cat that is the closest thing that we have to Wemby because he's not, right? We don't really have anybody who can compare to Wemby. But when you think about, like, centers that can shoot, you think about Cat, you think about yeah. Jokic. Um, and so, like, you know, do you think – I don't even – mm. like, do you think Cat will, will be able to do as, as well under this new – like, with this new team with Gobert, like – yeah, no. I, yeah, I think so. I think so. I actually think the Timberwolves are. Pro- I think Cat's going to look a lot better. I think because yeah, and you know he's he Rudy Gobert is going to protect the rim. He's the best rim protector in the league. I don't really know how debatable that is, but Cat is going to be able to shoot on the perimeter now, like he like he can. I mean, we won a three point contest last year, so it's like you know Cat. He's kind of getting these defensive expectations off his back, and he's just like, now I could just shoot the piss out of the ball, and I can I can play my offensive game because he's one of the best offensive centers we've seen in a really long time. Absolutely. So you know, you get Rudy Gobert to take over the defensive aspect, protect the rim, protect the paint. I think Cat's gonna look better. I think Timberwolves gonna be nasty, dude. Anthony Edwards. Listen, I mean, they got a solid squad, dude. Anthony Edwards is the truth. All right, all right. I love watching Anthony Edwards play. That being said, I take Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, you like you like your Yeah. Um. All right. Let's hear it. Your guys' prediction for NBA Finals next year and Super Bowl this year. 
Let's see the two teams. If you just shot in the dark right now, both who do you okay. think is winning both? Super bias. Super bias for Super Bowl. I'm gonna <laughs> say the Forty Nineers, but I'm just—I understand that that's my last pick. However, I do think that they have a very good chance. They—they they have a historic. I mean, well, she not be a historic defense, right? Um, and then Jimmy, over the past two weeks, has looked very solid, right? Um, he looked—he looked fine against the Seahawks, right? Um, let's not talk about the Denver game. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. But, but you know that was that was not good. But he's looked really good past two weeks. Um, I, I'm gonna give you four words on why that will not happen. As much as I want it to, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan won't happen because of those two guys. As much as I want it to happen, we won't see it, dude. But I'm gonna say you know it's gonna be another playoff heartbreak. I do think that the 49ers will make it to the Super Bowl. I think we will lose to the Buffalo Bills. Me too. Good pick. Um, and then like for the NBA Finals, um, as much as I love to see my guy, Bismack Yambo, get a ring, because <laughs> I will be so annoying on my Twitter page. Oh, man. Oh, my God. If you got a ring, I follow Bismack Sam. Yeah, follow <laughs> at Bismack Sam, B-I-S-M-A-C-K-S-D-A-M on Twitter. I'll follow you back. You got some great names. Anyways, um, I think that the NBA Finals will be the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Golden State Warriors. You got, you got, you got to repeat. That's right. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. But I'm going to differ with you on the NFL. Sure. I'm not picking the Niners. I will take the Bills as the victor, though. Sure. Originally, in my original tradition before the season started, I picked the Packers to beat the Bills. I don't think that's happening anymore. I thought Rodgers would work his magic back-to-back MVP, but he so far has not been able to do that. And the Eagles, while they're really good right now, the only undefeated team left, I just don't quite trust them yet to be able to do this over the full season. And I was just going to the Bucks. You have Tom Brady. You always have to consider that. But they're so one-dimensional on offense. All they do is pass the ball, and the receivers aren't the same. There is one team in the NFC that right now is pretty magical. Well, there's two, the Giants, but I'm not going to pick the Giants. <laughs> but they are in the NFC East. What the Cowboys are doing right now is incredible with Cooper Rush. They should not be 4-1. and one. They should. And... Their defense has only allowed one touchdown each game. No more, no less. Micah Parsons is playing like the defensive player of the year right now. Him or Nick Bosa. Bosa got injured last game. Hopefully that's not too long. But, like, this Dallas defense, Trayvon Diggs, is having a much better season than he did last year. Like, not as many interceptions, but he still did that one on, I want to say it was Terry McLaurin. He just perfectly tracked it. He was locking down McLaurin all day. Him, Brown, I thought Anthony Brown, especially this last game. Um, who did they play last week? They played, uh, it was a good team. It was the Rams. The Rams, yes, they played the Rams. I thought Anthony Brown, I have not liked Anthony Brown. He gets a bunch of um, pass interferences. Holdings. He's a very crabby corner. Last week, he, I thought he had one of his best games of his career, and if he can build upon that going forwards, these linebackers, um, Anthony Barr is a huge underrated signing, and I think yeah. Van Der Esch has really stepped it up again this year. And Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong as the other edges, they've been having incredible seasons too. Lawrence Armstrong, you've got to keep an eye out for him. He's 
the reason no, why Parsons is able to go back and be a linebacker. Yeah, the I think that they can make the Super Bowl and lose it. They're gonna lose it because I don't want to see the Cowboys. I don't want to see the Cowboys. I don't want to see the Cowboys. Win. No, that was bad. They're good this year. I think I I picked them to miss the playoffs. I'm regretting that right now. They were they were amazing. I was yeah I was yeah I was singing my own praises. I was like oh yeah like just like I predicted like obviously he sucks Dak went out but like yeah I wasn't shit. Only they are. I I'm not going against the Dubs. The NBA. I think that I really think they have the best team in the league. I think they have a great shot to repeat. Team's insane, dude. Steph, Clay, Wiggs, Dre, and Looney. And then the bench, Poole, Kaminga, Moody, Dante DiVincenzo, James Wiseman, dude. And then the rookies, Ryan Rollins, PB, and Jay. I mean, all these guys. So shoot. Dubs are looking good. So I'm going with the Warriors. And I and last year my prediction was Warriors Bucks. Um I think the Bucs will be back. Giannis is just too good. He's too dominant. I don't see him losing again. They didn't have Chris Middleton. I think if they had Chris Middleton in the playoffs, they'd have beat Boston and they'd end up playing us in the Super in the finals. But um, for the Super Bowl, I'm going Bills. Bills were my prediction before the season. I think that team is so explosive. Josh Allen is unreal. Um, there's obviously a lot of teams that could come out of the AFC, but I'm, I'm rocking with the Bills. The NFC's tough, man, because I think the Niners can get there. I just I don't think they can win it. I think they can get there, though. Um, and right now, with the defense that they have, I think it's a very fair thing to say that the Niners could make the Super Bowl. Yeah. I might yeah. pick them to make it. It's just tough for me to – because, I mean, I always – I'm like, oh, the Niners not Jimmy G. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, now I got to realize that Jimmy G's not that guy. So, I'm just – I have zero faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. And, um, you know, when I – when I see the Niners, I think that they're so good, but mm. I just go back to Jimmy and Shanahan and those yeah. two guys. Those just when is Jimmy going to make his Jimmy mistakes? Yeah, exactly. Because it'll happen. It'll happen at some point, later. right? I mean, he hasn't made it for the past two weeks, but he made a horrible one against the Broncos. Boy, you know, he's the worst one of his career. Hey, it's actually probably good that he made the mistake. Or he would pick six. A pick six. But, I mean, the safety, stepping in the back of the end zone and a pick six in the same play has to be some, like, historic sports Dude, that was moment. That <laughs> And they would somehow got out of it, right? And if, if it just stayed as it was, like, game would have been 10 9. Mm-hmm. It would have been the, one of the worst primetime games we've seen. Uh, at least until last Thursday. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Until last Thursday. But, uh, um, yeah. I'm with you, man. It's, it's horrendous. Um, yeah. But. Can't no. count out Brady either. I was about to. You can't. That. You can't count out Brady. Like you you said, can't count out Brady. But I feel like I feel like with the Bills, like I do think that the Bills have the best chance right now. But they're the most I complete think, team. I think they have it, a dominant defense, dominant offense. You're totally right. But I think it does does a lot of this hinges on on this week when they play the Chiefs. I will admit, I'm a bit worried about the Chiefs or the, not the Chiefs, the Bills secondary right now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Kyrie Elam did not look good. The rookie no. first round pick. Mm-hmm. They've had a lot of injuries there. Mike um, Hyatt out for the season. Jordan Porter's been. I think that's what, like, that's that can hurt them. But with this front set and just absolutely getting after Matt Milano's the best no, linebacker no, in the game. They're right they're very good. They're very good. But I do think that they need to get that monkey off their back. And that monkey is is Patrick Mahomes. And it's, it's the Chiefs yeah. and it's it's Arrowhead. You know, I think they need to win. They need to show that they can win in Arrowhead. And once they can do that, 
then I'll, I'll feel more confident in, in that pick. But getting back to to just we're at, I'm just checking where we're at. We're at an hour seven now. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the Cowboys before we end this. I know you normally end around like like. No, this is cool. Let's do it. One? We're on the road, we're baby. This right. we need to go. podcast. Keep it yeah. going. But um, no, I I want to talk a little bit more about the Cowboys. Um, I remember Jerry Jones. He said when um. When Cooper Rush was given starting duties, he said uh, he he would love and welcome a a QB controversy um, because that would mean that they've been winning. And I think we can fully agree now that there is a QB controversy no. in Arlington. Uh, I fully disagree, but I, I'll let you finish. Well, I, think, I think that well, when Dak when Dak comes back with his injury, I know I don't know he won't be starting this week, but you know maybe he'll he'll be back to healthy and. Um, next week, um, will he take over starting the, the starting role, or will they keep rolling with Cooper? What was what was the score last week? Uh, 20, 22-10. 22-10. So they put up 15 points because there's seven from the um, defensive touchdown. Also, three were gifted to them after a blocked punt. They were they didn't move the ball. Sure. So they put up 12. Sure. I just – they're – this is kind of the case, as I, as I was saying earlier, with Zappi, Dalton, these backup quarterbacks, Skyler Thompson coming in. They're simplifying the offense for him, and I think they should do the same thing for Dak when he comes in. Cooper Cup or Cooper Rush is not the reason why the Cowboys are winning. And I think the reason why Jerry Jones said, like, oh, like, I would welcome a quarterback controversy is, like, yeah, you should always want to play your best player, give your best player be out there to be winning. And I'm not the biggest Dak guy. I have him as like a tier three quarterback, somewhere around like the 10 to 12 range. Um, But you can't look at what Cooper Rush has done and you can give him all the flowers, all the praise for doing good, doing his job as a backup quarterback, putting this team in position to win despite what's going on there. But to look at that and be like, oh yes, he's doing things that Dak Prescott simply cannot do is just false. Sure. While you look at Dak, that does things that Cooper Rush cannot do. Sure. Cooper Rush does not have a top 20 arm in the NFL. He's a weak arm quarterback who that's just going to physically limit him. And he's a very, very sharp quarterback. We got to remember preseason, he was cut. He was cut. The Cowboys were carrying one quarterback. And then they signed him right before, again, week one. No one wanted him. He went through waivers. Like, yeah, Cooper Rush is having an amazing story right now. But I just, I, I think it's going way too far to say that. You should bench Dak Prescott, especially right after you gave him forty million dollars. Like, yeah, um, I just think that they should not rush Dak back. Not that's all I'll say is I, I mean at this point it's not broken, so don't try to fix it if you don't have to yet. Give Dak as much time as he needs to heal up. But once Dak is healed up, he's a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. Just don't rush him back because you don't need to. Clearly, if Cooper Rush starts to just you know, play really bad interceptions, then you got to bring Dak back ASAP. But Cooper Rush is getting the job done. Give Dak his time to heal. And then once he's ready, bring him back in because he's better than Cooper Rush is. But Cooper Rush is doing what he needs to do as a backup quarterback. Your your starter goes down, you bring in your backup to do exactly what he's doing. He's doing the job enough. Like Jimmy, he's a backup. Like, I wouldn't. I would be surprised if Dak could physically play right now. But there's mm-hmm. no reason to throw him in right yeah. now until he's just 100 percent ready. Because mm-hmm. Rush is doing good enough to keep an injured Dak on the bench. That way, you also make sure that you don't further aggravate the injury. Mm-hmm. 
But if this like this team's four and one, if they're four and two next week, like I feel like you told me preseason the Cowboys would be four and two after six weeks. I'd be like, wow, they're having a good season. Mm-hmm. Much less with a backup quarterback. Yeah. Like even with Dak, I would have been shocked by a four and two record. Sure. Mm-hmm. If they're five and one, yeah, sit him like sit him again. Like just let him keep sitting until he's fully ready to come back. No reason to rush him back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dak is just better than Cooper Rush. Sure. We can all agree oh, on that. Absolutely. But Cooper Rush is the definition of a good backup quarterback. Yes. He's doing what he needs to do. So do we feel similarly then about Bailey Zappi and um and Mac Jones? Yes. I do. Yeah, I mean I, I think it's I think it's generally kind of the same situation. Um I think you want to play Mac Jones to get it because he's so young and, he, and he's the guy you bank on and you know you want to give him that experience. But if he's not hurt, I mean if he's hurt, I mean, don't play him. I don't know. I can I can fully I can respect the uh, your your thoughts on, on Dak and Cooper Rush, but I don't know, Baby Zappy. I mean, he hasn't he's has, getting one more week, definitely. He hasn't played as much, right? He hasn't played as much as, as Cooper Rush. But, I mean, I, I think things look good. I think Zappy's look great. Um, yeah, like he hasn't done. done. He hasn't really made any mistakes. Uh, you know, like he, has, he has an interception. Yeah, like any, any big mistake. Like, obviously, he, I think, I want to say that was on like an overthrow. I have to go back and look at it. Again. I mean, all, yeah, all quarterbacks will throw picks here and there for sure, but. Like, is he's just doing what he needs to do again. I mean, that's he's doing his job. Yeah, I'm just looking at his stats right now. Yeah, his rating for the season is um, 104.7. Yeah, he's just executing the offense. Yeah, no, he's doing good. How long is Mac out for? I do know. At least one more week. Yeah. More. He's a nice tools fan. Yeah. We saw him when they were carrying him on. Oh, yeah. Poor baby. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Mac, but. <laughs> is that right? Well, what if he was a minor? Yeah, I'd like not want us to, to draft him. I would have been fine if we drafted him if we didn't trade up to three. But yes. since we traded up to yes. three, I'm like, you got to take the chance yes. on either Trey Lance or even I was fine. I was feeling so I think it'd be all right. He just looks like crap right now. He looks real, but the Bears done him no favors. They actually opened up the the passing attack. That's been my problem with the Bears so far because they aren't even letting like trying to see if he's the guy. Yeah, no, last week I feel like they gave him a shot and he had the team. Position to win the game until the Amir Smith Marset fumble at the end. Like, yeah. Great play by Ansler, but this passing attack looked—it looked like a real NFL offense for the first time all season. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. And I'll, I'm excited to see them play the Commanders, who don't have a good secondary, mm-hmm. who don't have a good defensive line. Their defense is bad. I—I'm not a Ron Rivera fan, especially after his comments about Carson Wentz. Dude, like, what did he say? He—he he was asked um, why he thinks. The commanders are behind in the NFC East compared to everyone else. We need to sit quarterback. <laughs> like the defense is the reason why it's they're bad. The defense is the number one reason. Number two is offensive line. Carson Wentz is not playing fine, but that's because the offensive line, when he's under pressure, Carson Wentz, like his brain becomes scrambled eggs or something. And this offensive line is terrible. So he's just been making mistake after mistake. If he had a better offensive line, he'd be fine. The Carson Wentz on another team. I agree with that. I think he's an average to above average starting quarterback when kept clean, but when under pressure, he's like the 30th. That's fair. He does. Like he's, he's, he started the season pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, Excuse me. He does have like, what, six interceptions? Yeah. That that interception at the end of the game, this one, uh, he threw the ball with about eight seconds left on third down straight into double coverage. And it was like right after the ball was, I do like, it was like a three step drop. 
you look at his guy who's straight into double coverage, easy interception for David Long. Like, yeah. you, you can't do that. Throw it away. Live, live to find another zone. Yep. Throw it away. You can't do that to your quarterback. That, just drive no. across over now. Yeah, dude. I, that's so bad. I mean, it shows you have, I mean, even if you don't have confidence in him, you can't just, just shout it out to the world. Yeah. We're losing because of this guy. <laughs> can't say that. So, yeah, that's bad. Um, I was just about to say something else, and I, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Frustrating. Yeah. Don't remember, boys. The Washington, yeah, the franchise is just a mess. I just think they, the whole rebrand has been ugly. Yeah. I mean, the name is bad. The jerseys are bad. Their stadium sucks. Their logo's bad. Just, and they're going to get a new stadium. I mean, I mean, they're here to stay, and it's like they're about to get... I don't know. It's just bad. That that whole branding is horrible. Yeah, I personally, I, I obviously don't think they should stay with the Redskins. We all, we can all pretty much understand the problems with that name. But I think that they should change their name to something with a red. Yeah, like, like the, the Red Hawks. Red, red Wolves, Hawks, Red Tails. Red, red Wolves. Something, something like that would have been sick. Like, like done something like how uh, like Cleveland did with their baseball team, right? They, they, they kept, kept the, the Deans at the end of their name. The Although I think that's a little weird too, the right? Guardians. But it's okay. Well, I mean, you know, they, they have the Guardians of Traffic or whatever outside of the. I, I don't know. I, I don't need And also, Stephen Kwan is, is amazing. But uh, <laughs> uh, we won't talk about this one on the podcast. I'll leave for another time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that that their their logo is trash. I yeah, think that, that their name is garbage. Um, their their scene is even worse. Um, <laughs> Remember when it all collapsed on Jalen Hurts last year? Yeah. <laughs> and, and there was like toilet water leaking through the ceiling on the yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> just a mess. I mean, honestly, they might as well just move to Oakland. Um, I know. You know, the, the, the Coliseum, Coliseum is awful, but it's, well, I would say it's better than the Coliseum. I love the Coliseum. Uh, Coliseum's <laughs> iconic, dude. Exactly, dude. They should move somewhere, though. I mean, they're obviously not going to, but the Washington franchise should move. They should not be there anymore. I mean, they don't even play in Washington. Don't they play in like Baltimore? They play in Landover, which is just outside of Washington. It's like it's like that's the whole thing with like the Niners playing San Francisco or the or the so the Giants and Jets playing New Jersey. Like everyone, you know, it was their mind about it. No one actually cares, right? Like it's like the Pats played Foxborough, right? Like like Arlington. Yeah, there's Arlington. The Foxborough, you know. I mean, New England. It's kind of a whole, yeah. No, it's not even close to Boston. You know, it's Boston's worst. Yeah. yeah. Like, when they're going to be proud. But they are New Patriots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and, and I don't know if he totally matters that you know, he guess. doesn't have to play like in the center of the area, but he should be playing in the general area. But, yeah. The Niners should be playing in San Francisco. But I would love to stay in San Francisco. I think they should still be in Oakland or they should be in Los Angeles. Um, the Chargers. Chargers. They should be in San Diego. Yep. Right here. Right over there. They should be. The Rams. No, we just crap about the Rams. Screw the Rams. They should be in St. Louis in the middle of the ocean. The Rams should be in the middle of the ocean. Uh, yeah, it kind of sucks that it's all as a baseball or a football team. I like St. Louis as a result. Yeah. They should. Yeah, but. I think, I think the ranks belong here in LA over St. Louis. St. Louis is a cool little spot. Give them an expansion team or something. They should. Move Washington to St. Louis. To St. Louis. Something. Figure it out. It's St. always Louis Commanders. It's always the Commanders. The, 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 the Bears are the only team in Chicago. I, I, I don't know. You, you always think of like, like 
or LA, or the general LA area, two sports teams or every every major. Well, I guess not even just major, right? They have two MLS teams as well. And then um, New York has two two teams as well. Two they only have one. The Buffalo Bills. All right. All right. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Um, they made like, how, wait, the, they New York City has everything? New York City has two. Yeah, they have two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yankees, Mets, um, Knicks, Knicks, Nets. They all have the Nets. Yeah, the Jets, the Nets, the Jets. That's it. The Islanders. The Islanders. Yeah, Jets, Jets, Giants, Red Bulls, NYCFC. Like, well, I don't know. Like, you think about Chicago, I feel like. Well, Chicago has the Sox and Cubs, but we have one team for every. I personally feel like Chicago would be great. It would. Um, I feel like it would be very hard. It would be very hard to get the fans there, though. Absolutely. Chicago fans are loyal. Yeah. Like Bears fans are loyal. Yeah. Where do you Where do you think the next the next NFL team would be located? Why do you think it'll be London? No way. Absolutely. They need to have more than one overseas team if they were going to do that. It would have to be like London and Germany. I don't. That would be so crazy. I don't think they need to do that because they. Uh, I have a few reasons for this. So, you can look at the University of Hawaii football team, and then you can also look at Super Rugby. So, so start with the University of Hawaii. University of Hawaii plays in the Mountain West, uh, meaning they play teams in California, in Nevada, um, Utah, and Idaho. Colorado, Idaho, right? Like, in the continent of the United States, and they're not just staying on the coast, right? So they got to travel a lot. And it's, I don't know exactly how far of a flight it is to like Denver. I'm say it's like three hours from here. Three hours from here to Denver? But three hours from here to Hawaii, right? About a bit more than that. From here to Hawaii? Yeah. I think it's around like five. Five? five? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's probably like a three hour flight to, to Denver ish. Probably. I want to say it was shorter because I went there recently. I, I think it was only like. Dude, I'm we'll, so bad we'll, at we'll call, it, we'll call it six to seven hours from Honolulu to Yes, to I'll give it that, yeah. Right? It's about a seven-hour flight from New York to uh, to London. Is it not? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think that's doable. I think it's – I think if they, they put them in the AFC, AFC East, um, I think that it, it's, it's it's possible. Then let's look at Super Rugby. Now, I, don't, I don't know exactly how the rugby's setup is now. Now um, – is playing out now, but I know a few years ago, Super Rugby, for those who aren't familiar, um, it's this massive rugby, it's this massive rugby league that um, is, that was at least in um, the countries of Argentina. So was this in shutdown? No, no, like, no, no. Next. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Trust me, trust me on this, trust me on this. It's it's mostly found in, in New Zealand, Australia and South Africa, where rugby is most popular, but they they've had teams in in Japan and in Argentina. Um, I think I want to say that Jaguares are still there in, in Argentina, but I'm not totally sure. But just looking at the at the three mainstays of New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia, I mean, those are three three large, well, relatively three impactful countries in the Southern Hemisphere um, on different continents. <laughs> Right, and I, I personally like they're playing each other all the time. 
uh, like once a week at least, I think it's doable. I think like, you know, you have somebody, you have a team fly from Auckland, New Zealand to Sydney, Australia, and then hop on another flight to Cape Town. Like, I think it's doable. And they're playing like all the way across the, the, the globe from each other. I think, I think that when people worry about logistics, I think they're, they're focusing a little too much on it. Are these like national teams though? No, no, okay. no. That it's like like there's like, like five teams. I feel like in New Zealand like, would just have a major disadvantage because like free agency happens. Mm-hmm. You have to make a choice on where you want to live. It's gonna be a lot harder to move all the way to London, a new country. Also, like how's that gonna work? Do they need to get a visa and all that? Like that's gonna be so much work. Your family would. Your entire family would have to get a visa to work. You'd have to like transfer your kids to like university. I, I understand, there. but also the London team would have so much money, though. When you think about that because they like, would, and then also draft. Million. Like, imagine being yeah. a kid being drafted. You live in like California. You go to USC and you get drafted by London. Dude, I'd rather go to London than Jacksonville. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'd rather go to London than. Half, if not more, of these cities. Green Bay. The NFL. Green Bay. I just Detroit. think that we should have a Hawaii team. A Hawaii team would be sick. And we don't give me back St. Louis. People on Hawaii, nor do we have Alaska. Give me back. Give me back St. Louis. That's what I'm saying. St. Louis is a, is a genuine no, option. Or Portland. Maybe Mexico give, City. Give Oregon a team. I don't, yeah, well, I don't Mexico think, City and Canada would be kind of cool. I don't think I don't think Portland has, has a TV market for it. I think that yeah. Mexico City would be a good, good option if you're going to go international. I don't know about or Toronto. Toronto. I don't know about no. Toronto because Toronto, A, they're, a lot of them are Bills fans. B, they have the CFL to, com- to compete with. I don't know so, about the CFL. Well, I mean, they, they have their own football league. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. very popular in Canada. Whereas if you, you put a team in Mexico City, they don't have that kind of top. I do think Mexico City football. is a better option. Yeah, that would be Fast sick. Aztecas. Yeah, I think that would be sick. That would be sick. I agree. I don't know why that would be the Aztecas. That's better. <laughs> Aztecas. Isn't that like the stadium name? That's the name, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, Azteca. Isn't that feminine? I don't know. Aztecos. 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 Aztecs. 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 No vowels. Or, or, or los... Los, Los Aztecos. Diablos. Los Osos. Uh, Los bears. The bears. <laughs> we're the bears. We have the bears. Yeah, but we don't have osos. We don't have osos. That's different than bears. Osos. Yeah. Yeah. Los. Ojos. Ojos. The eyes. The Mexico City eyes. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Yeah, you guys got anything else you want to talk about, man? Or you guys got anything else on your list? Uh, we're wasting about an hour and a half. I think that's pretty yeah, that was right there. That was pretty good, boys. That was a lot of fun, dude. The first time coming out here, sneaking, doing a show, not yeah. in my room. Uh, sure. Yeah, same. A lot of fun. Night shit, my room's right there, but I know. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, I know. Dude, you should do more of these uh, outside of your own room. I should. I'm loving it, dude. I'm gonna look into this. this like you don't even just have to come come down to San Diego. You just you know have it in like Frontierland. Yeah, anywhere, dude. I'm, That'd be sick. I mean, I would need. Well, I guess would you need Wi-Fi? I guess no, you would just to film it. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Frontierland. Here we come. Okay. People know where we're at now. I know it's okay. Um, Watch out. I know. Anyways, anyway, any like Jimmy G fans are gonna come get me. Um, but anyways, guys, I appreciate you coming on, dude. That was a lot of fun. Um, everyone out there listening, I appreciate it. If you still are, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, you can find me on social media, on Instagram at the Night Shift Pod, on TikTok at the Night Shift Pod, on Twitter at the Night Shift. Two T's at the beginning, two T's at the end. 
plug your plug your podcast, man, so the people know where to find you, where to listen to you at. Sorry. Yeah, so you can find me on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, um, RSS, wherever you get podcasts. I have it pretty much everywhere. Um, if not, just come and find me at Twitter. You can find me sack underscore party, and then the podcast is the Forward Progress Football Podcast. Um, yeah, he's got it right there, right there the black and white logo. <laughs> Um, you want to shout out your follow me on Twitter, Instagram, um, uh, Twitter at frankly, Hankly, um, F R A N K L Y H A N K L I E, uh, on Instagram, F R A N K L Y underscore I T S H A N K L I E. That's frankly, it's Hankly. Um, or you can follow my Twitter, um, my other Twitter account dedicated to the one and only Bismack Biambo. It's an official Bismack Biambo stand account. Um, uh, I know. I mean, it should be official. Right? Gotta check. You're gonna I mean, get you that's what I'm saying. And he also shouted me out. I'm almost like the only one that has this yeah. Anyways, it's okay. at B-I-S-M-A-C-K-S-T-A-N, at Bismack Stan. Go ahead and follow me. Uh, I got some great content there. Um, Right on. That was fun, dude. Great. That was right on. Thanks for having us over here, man. Yeah. Um, you know, leave the. Yeah, dude. This is a ton of fun. I'm glad. Yeah. I want to do this again. Come for out. sure. Do next time you're in San Diego. I know. It's all right. right. Now, next time, next time you have something, you just send a Zoom over to Zach, too. I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Of course. Yeah. There we go. Totally. Action. Right on, everyone. Doubles action. Listening. Doubles action. I know. Yeah. Doubles. That's fire. That's so sick. Anyways, right on, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. Um, you know, leave those comments, reviews, all ratings, all that five yes, stars, preferably. That'd, That'd be right. super nice. Be, um, be honest, you know, if it's a one star, we'll leave a five star, but then, then, then yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Tell, tell me why you actually yeah. thought it was a one. So, anyways, thank you guys, and that'll be it for us. We're out. Peace. See ya. See ya. Lillard!